Welcome to Conscious Revolution podcast. I'm your host Shivani and this is the place where we talk about spirituality, wellness, mind, body, spirit, holistic awareness, mysticism, human design, astrology and so much more to educate ourselves about our own body, our own minds, our own spirits so that we can make this world a better place for us for a coming generation and for the rest of the world and today our guest is Karen Karen is a human design reader a guidance channel a youtuber and the author of alchemy of consciousness i have watched Karen's video multiple times when i've been trying to understand my human design and uh, i as a four as a manifesting generator with an emotional authority i have found so many similarities with her which has made me so um open to understand my design even better and so in this episode we are talking about the emotional authority and there can be so many insights and so many nuggets of wisdom for a defined emotion as well as for an undefined emotion in your in the human design we also talk about the mutation that's happening we talk about how in the current paradigm the sensitivity and the emotional meter is rising up and it's just such a beautiful conversation uh of laying out how we navigate our emotions especially as an emotional authority so um if you have an emotional authority in your chart or if you know somebody who has one and you're an undefined emotional solar plexus in either ways this episode would be really really highly valuable for you as we see how to navigate this energy because this is where we are going uh this is where the new age uh shift and paradigm is really about so this is an energy that's going to impact all of us no matter if we are defined or undefined emotional solar plexus in the human design but nonetheless it's a a conversation that you wouldn't want to miss if you are a human design enthusiast like me and i love how karen has so beautifully uh share her insights her experience her story and her advice with us so tune in and i hope you enjoy let us know how you found it and all the rest of the details are in the show notes hi karen welcome to conscious revision podcast i am so happy to have you here please introduce yourself <laughs> Oh sure. Uh so nice to be here with you. Um well, I gosh, I have such a a wild story and I think it relates to what we're going to talk about today. But um I am basically a YouTuber. I have written several books that I channeled. I live now in the Dominican Republic, originally from Canada, and I love salsa and bachata dancing and i have a an online business where i support mostly entrepreneurs and highly energetically aware light leaders i call them to really tap into the uniqueness of who they are and then how to express that effectively in their work so being clear about who you are and what you're here for is is my thing. Yes, and I have been following you since a while on YouTube. Such amazing value honestly and uh, especially with human design I think uh, and I have been kind of like seeing your journey honestly uh, since I think you were in Canada. So I have been following you since then. So I've been kind of like uh been in the knowing of this transformational journey that you've been on and very interesting i think since i believe you're also a manifesting generator yes um, i am yeah and i guess you're a line 4 <laughs> it's it's just so creepy how human design kind of like makes you feel like a stalker cuz you don't know everything about people <laughs> 
but true. I but I remember finding you I think through the line four video or through the manifesting generator and feel like oh my god I'm not crazy <laughs> oh and that makes me so happy to hear that uh what is your profile it's one by four. Oh, okay I love yeah. that yeah and of course yeah you're the investigator so you've probably yes. like watched all the videos yes like for me human design has actually happened like most of the things that I study about happens through YouTube books not so much from books actually mostly from blogs YouTube I'm like just binge consuming if I'm like really obsessed about a subject and I think for me last two and a half years have been really about human design gene keys so I'm so excited for this conversation honestly that is amazing I'm so happy to hear this So before we start, uh, this episode is going to be mostly focused on your experience with probably the emotional solar plexus. And we're going to also dive deeper into how it connects to the 2027 shift, which human design talks about so much. And I think even in the spiritual community, we see it as the new earth, the Aquarian age. But I think when I started diving into the new earth concept, I didn't know that it's something like as quick as 2027. <laughs> it was like, oh, some hundred years later. <laughs> but of course, with the ascension and uh, process that we've been seeing, especially so sped up in the past 10 years, I think it's evident it's actually here. And we can see it and we can feel it uh, with the mutation happening. So why don't you introduce us to the emotional solar plexus center? What is it? And um, yeah, maybe then we can go on to discuss all about the waves and the defined and the undefined and your experience with it. Because I feel like human design is something that we can understand so deeply when it's connected to a story as you started your conversation with. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So the, you know, in your human design chart, everybody has nine centers and they're either defined or undefined. And the solar plexus is uh, a, a very important center because half of the planet has it defined, meaning that that is something reliably happening about that person at 24 hours a day. And then half of the planet has it undefined. And the, the half that has it undefined will be taking in the energy from the people that have it defined and amplifying it. And the solar plexus relates to emotions and um, feeling. So it's it's really funny because people often say to me, oh, I'm so sensitive. I have an undefined solar plexus. So I feel everything that everybody else feels. Meanwhile, the people that have the defined solar plexus, they think of themselves as so sensitive because they're so emotional. And they're feeling so much. And so my take on it is everybody can be sensitive in their own way. But um, yeah, the the solar plexus uh, is this intelligence that we can have of, of feeling. And for those of us that have the solar plexus defined, Um, It's basically operating in a wave where we have emotional highs, where life looks very optimistic and hopeful, and we see the world through a lens of possibility and positivity, um, and then through neutral and then into low. And in lows, uh, we feel hopeless, um, we can feel sad despairing, you know, and everything in between. So the idea is just that anyone with a a defined solar plexus is going to tend to view life through an emotional lens, depending where they are on their wave. And they're meant to take their time with decisions and come from more of a calm and neutral place emotionally, because they've kind of weathered the waves of ups and downs to find their clarity over time. So um, that can be a bit tricky, but I think 
also it's about uh, learning to really honor how you feel so that you're not overriding your emotions. Because um, those of us that have a defined solar plexus, we were probably told our whole lives, you know, don't be so sensitive, stop feeling so much, like, don't be so sad, don't be so happy. Why are you like, I mean, I can't even count how many of my boyfriends have said to me that I'm unstable or that I should be like, I should learn how to be more stable. And, and, you know, I'm actually, you know, there are things about me that are stable, but my emotions are not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's, 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 it's also this thing in the society where it's like, I think especially with all this conversation around mental awareness, mental health awareness, uh, and this is just a very personal opinion, uh, experience, I would rather say, of like having these like, oh, you if you are not, you know, qua- subtle uh, or stable, as you said, then there's something wrong with you. Uh, if you're having extreme emotional reactions or if you're having, you know, like days, I remember watching this uh, Modern Love, one of the episodes of Modern Love in which there is, uh, what's that actress name? Uh, It's one of her episodes in which she's going through bipolar disorder. And she's talking about there are days when I can't move and everything is still and dark. And then when the wave subsides and everything is like, oh my God, wow, beautiful. She's laughing, she's chirping, she's floating, she's acing her work. And I felt like, oh, I feel on that spectrum, honestly. (laughs) Um. And even though that story was about bipolar disorder and she was on pills all her life, but when I watched that, it kind of like, the reason I'm sharing it was because it kind of like uh, made me realize and remember of all the times where I felt like something is really wrong with me. And which is just so insane because you're just feeling things. And like, as humans, aren't we supposed to like feel? So, uh, yes, uh, what do you think, uh, how has your experience been navigating uh, the highs and the lows uh, before human design happened, before all of this came into your awareness? Well, I don't know that it, in a way, human design changed all that much. I think I've always been such an emotional person and had you know, highs and lows and felt a lot of things and, and, you know, expressed myself. I've, you know, written poetry since I was a child when I was, you know, sad, I would write and, and writing has always been an amazing outlet for me. Um, So I feel like it's, my emotions have always been a source of soulfulness and human design, what, what human design did was it helped me refine my like validation of my emotions and Mm. to give more, um, I became more fine tuned with how I can feel things out and use my emotions to actually discern what's really going on. So an example of that is uh, years ago, I I started doing readings and I had a lot of influential leaders in my circle at the time. So all these multi-million dollar business owners started booking readings with me and I was so excited. And one of them booked a reading and then referred her friend. Her friend booked a reading and I immediately felt weird about it. And I tried to start preparing for her reading and I just felt weird. I couldn't do it. Like I didn't want to prepare for her reading. I didn't feel good about it. I sat with it for a few days. And then eventually I just said to her, I'm sorry, I don't know why, but I just don't feel right to do your reading for you. And I refunded her her money And she was super mad at me. She was unhappy. It was a really awkward situation. 
And of course, the friend that referred was also not happy that I had done that. And it was actually maybe three, four or five years later, I don't know how many, um, I was at a conference and I saw this woman who had tried to book the reading and she came up to me and she said, Karen, I got really into human design after uh, you and I were going to do a, that reading. I went to several other people, maybe three or four readings. None of it resonated. And I figured out that I had the wrong birth time. And I thought I was a projector, but I'm actually a generator. <laughs> and if you had done the reading, you would have read the wrong chart. And um, she she said how it was for her when she was getting all these wrong readings that she was like pushing back with the person that she was that was giving her the reading um, and saying, oh, that doesn't resonate. That's not true. And so if I had been doing a reading for someone and they were having that response, I think it would have been really hard on me. Yeah. And so my, like this weird feeling I had was just affirmed by life yeah and it's sometimes it's so subtle and we can't tell why we feel a certain way but like if I don't feel like I want to have a conversation with someone instead in the past I might have like overrode that and gone ahead and pushed myself to do something I didn't really want to but now I I don't do that as much Mm, that's so interesting it's like our intuitive awareness lies there yeah because something so similar happened to me it's not been validated in real life but definitely uh, a client booked one of the sessions and I we did a little like a discoveries call something and then she was like okay I'm booking and it was like a pretty high ticket offer and and, and I would be very honest I was looking for clients I wanted and needed clients and so that was like wow you've manifested it it's here but I was like I'm sorry I can't do this reading and she got super mad at me and she's like you don't deserve to be a coach you don't have the the space you don't have this and that but I just felt so off with that little interaction that I had with her that I felt ah yeah it's great money yeah I wanted this but just doesn't feel good and uh, thanks for sharing that because I think a lot of times I think especially someone with an emotional authority uh, our decision making lies there and when we said that and in the same breath, I think we can say, oh, but my emotions are so unreliable because, you know, they are here, then they're there, they're here, here. And then you're saying that I'm supposed to make decisions from here. But I, I also loved how you said that it, you have been like this even before human design came into your life. And that makes me realize, like, actually, uh, yes, human design has given a beautiful permission slip. Like these days, I'm consciously letting myself listen to Lana Del Rey songs, which as in, in my early 20s, I used to do it, but then I felt so much guilt around it later on, because I'm like, oh, you're just being so negative, you know, when I got into the spiritual industry, the manifestation stuff and everything, it's like, oh, you're being so negative, so I, I stopped doing it, but it, it's it almost like I cut off a part of me, not writing poetries, not writing letters, emotional letters to people, <laughs> which might feel so cringy, but ah, it, it's me. It, it's all of that Pisces 55 gate and as well as the emotional uh, way, which is like, I want to express it's, it might be cringy, crazy, cheesy, but this is just how it is. Um, so interesting. Thank you for sharing that piece. Um, because I think um, we can really struggle with uh, trusting on that intuitive awareness how has your journey been about trusting like placing that trust back into I'm sure because even though we've unconsciously been relying on our emotional solar plexus or authority it's it's not something and we ha all have our own share of deconditioning to go through so how has it been like for you like to start trusting it again like like 
yes how how did it look like to start trusting it all over again well i i think there's different parts to that answer uh one is that my journey with human design has led me to a lot of healing and a lot of feeling let's say so because in you know when you have emotional authority and you realize that you're meant to feel and you start to give more importance to feeling then that's where a lot of feelings start to emerge things from childhood um the more that you bring awareness to yourself the more that whatever hasn't had awareness brought to it in the past surfaces so i think i discovered human design 8 years ago or 7 or 8 years ago and you know it led me to a huge journey of healing my childhood and um looking at dark things in my family and um feeling through that very emotionally um mm-hmm. and giving a lot of um time and energy and attention to my own my own healing um and as a result of that i'm much more clear now so i'm i'm more likely to respond in t- in life from a place of clarity because i've felt through a lot of the old stuff from the past so i'm more in the present now than than i ever used to be um so i think part of part of it has just been a really uh healing journey but it's like a feeling journey because you have to feel things to heal them yes mm-hmm. feel it to heal it that's been like my favorite mantra i think for the past few years and uh when i didn't know about human design it was just something which came into my awareness after just a lot of spiritual bypassing <laughs> uh but then it makes so much more sense ever since i have come into awareness about the about the solar plexus center as well because uh let's be honest we have not been taught how to feel we have been taught how to distract ourselves how to go about in the world to numb ourselves there are so many ways to numb your feelings um because and and it's so interesting like i think this is something that i've been talking a lot about that just to avoid that one one moment of that uncomfortable feeling we go create so many experiences and layer upon so many experiences which are not authentic to us which are not in alignment with us and which are actually far more traumatizing and hurtful actually uh than that very thing which we are avoiding to feel mm-hmm. yes uh do you Absolutely. feel do you feel with time and the mutation that's happening in the solar plexus what is the mutation and do you think that that is kind of like shifting away because i i know like a lot of people are kind of like waking up recognizing uh and just feeling more and unfortunately a lot of us don't know how to feel uh and it's a very uncomfortable sensation um, yeah absolutely well and i think um that's where you know sometimes we really do need support to be able to hold the intensity of emotion yeah. because sometimes the things that come up for us to feel they do feel unbearable and they are coming from times in our life where we were children and we 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 could not handle what was being presented with us so um i'm a big believer in having support and one having someone there for you to witness you um in those excruciatingly painful things um and uh you know like i i was fortunate to find uh body centered transformation tools very young like when i was 24 i did a two year training in in somatic psychology and body centered transformation so i have had these tools with me along the way the entire time 
which is all about really being present and feeling your feeling the sensations in your body and breathing and letting the things come and letting it rise up and and because you know there's a part of you that thinks you're gonna die if you feel the intensity yes. of whatever is coming up it can sound crazy but it actually feels like I'm, I'm, I mean, I know whenever I'm in my wave, most of the times I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yes, that, that's it's so very, intense. It's, it's intense. It's intense. Yes. So yes. in those moments, like, especially as a four, um, because fours are vulnerable, I reach out to, uh, I have had so many different support people like therapists and um, healers. And I reach out to my community, my friends, I, I do reach out and get support often. So um, that I think is really valuable to give yourself um, if you are in a healing moment. Yeah, um, because a, a lot of our wounding is also from isolation, as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's interesting, uh, when I went through my inner child healing, which is not a very long back, it's actually two years back. Uh, what actually how it looked like for me was isolating myself even more. Uh, and it it's, it's like, I would say it's actually right now in this moment when I feel like I'm really consciously integrating the four, really taking very uncomfortable steps to connect to go out, to have difficult conversations. But uh, when I have been integrating a lot of my inner child healing, which have been very difficult parts of me, it's it's like, it's it's you say that actually I needed connection and support. And yes, I had the support of my mentor, but a lot of other connections, they were like cut off. And I think that's when I stumbled upon your video around number four, because I like for I think for me, the past eight months, 10 months, it, the theme has been community. And I know that uh, I might look for all the answers everywhere, but the four has been like, don't ignore this. This is everything for you. And I think this has been for me all my life, very fluidly. But when I went into that space of connecting with myself, connecting with my wounded inner child, it suddenly feels like maybe because you tap onto that unworthy aspect of you very consciously, it's like all the connections. When I needed them the most, it's like they fell off or I let them fall off. Uh, but yes, that's what happened, interestingly. And uh I think it's it's even if you have a tribal wave, for example, like I have a tribal wave, I have like 4919 channel. And for someone like me, I need actually touch when I'm going through it. I need that sense of having someone around me. Whereas my way of navigating the wave before I had this awareness was mostly to isolate myself. Like, oh, I'm having a really difficult time and I just want to like, you know, do it all by myself. And when I'll be a better person in a better mood, I'll come out and I'll talk. But uh, I think the last few years have really been very evident and very like, it has like shown me that how isolation, it's not working. It doesn't work. It's not supportive. Uh, so thanks for bringing that piece up I feel like because we do tend to feel very unworthy or may, it's it's the programming which says that difficult emotions make you feel kind of unworthy you're not in a you're not a good person right now don't talk to anybody <laughs> well and there is some I, I definitely relate a lot to the isolation piece and that's something I've done myself a lot uh, because the, I mean, the reality is most people don't go to the depths of their own uh, emotions and healing. So most people are not able to hold that for another human because they haven't held it for themselves. Like we can only hold for someone else what we've already held for ourselves, mm. but um, having skilled people that you connect with yeah. who who do understand who have held themselves through, um, it, you know, deep pain and um, 
presenced their their pain that's the kind of support you want to reach out to because otherwise mm -hmm. it is very alienating the, just to reach out to people who don't understand yeah yeah true um how how do you think like so let's talk about the defined solar plexus and the undefined solar plexus. I want to like, it's like really, it's very interesting. It's, it's come up for me this week and uh, I'm sure it's for this conversation. Uh, the interaction between two defined solar plexus and the interaction between a defined and an undefined solar plexus uh, because it's super intense, I feel like when there are two, like I used to, because I think we read this a lot, like where the undefined emotional uh, solar plexus, people are like, oh, I'm so sensitive, or, you know, I take on people's stuff a lot. Uh, so I'm a defined and my sister is an undefined. And so that's the conversation we've had for so long. But uh, one way I, I think this is something which has come, it's like, maybe you're supposed to feel through me. Maybe you're supposed to feel through the defined solar plexus. But also when two defined solar plexus interact, it's so intense. <laughs> the energy is so intense. So uh, yeah, like that's been my experience. But what would you have to say about that? How has it played out in your life? Well, I really think that there's a big difference between someone who's aware and unaware in in both cases, like uh, an aware defined solar plexus and an aware undefined solar plexus. And so like, depending on the person's level of awareness and um, ability to communicate and master themselves is going to dramatically impact the, the interaction. Um, and as a defined solar plexus, I mean, if you're define solar plexus and you are somewhere on your wave which is high or low like interacting with another defined solar plexus which is somewhere on their wave because sometimes you know I can be pretty even as well hmm. so it really depends on there you are on where I'm where I'm at um how I influence people but you know, if I'm lit up and I'm so joyous, yeah, like I'm going to influence the people around me <laughs> with my joy. Um, and if I'm really in a dark, feeling hopeless moment and down, I'm going to, people will feel it around me for sure. Um, and with the undefined, I mean, I, I, I really, one of the things I love about human design is it really has improved my relationships and given me a way to really honor the people in my life. And I have had a lot of boyfriends. So this is one of my ways that I learned. Um, and I find with the boyfriends that I've had that have an um, undefined solar plexus, I just really honor them. I think of them like dolphins um, and where you're like, if you go into the wild and you want to swim with a dolphin, um, they only come near you if you have like a good vibe. Mm. Like if you're, if you're down and you're sad, a dolphin might come and swim with you for a little while, like out of empathy to help you heal, like just for a little bit, they'll come with you and then they'll go away. But if you are like beaming love and radiating joy and well-being a dolphin could swim with you for hours and hours and I've experienced this and and so if I'm in a bad mood and my you know my boyfriend comes near me he might give me like a moment of reassurance or whatever but he's got to go like he needs to get out of there because he's going to not feel good if he sticks around. And so I just let him go away. And, um, and uh, yeah, I'm just trying not to blame um, them for how I feel. Hmm. Like just really take responsibility for my own experience emotionally. 
Um, if you, if you blame other people for how you feel and just women in general, I, I'm, I'm going on a heterosexual male, female thing right now, but women in general, I think, um, suck at handling their disappointment and then they make their partners wrong. And so that's like a core thing I see with women. Yeah. There's a general, there's a general, uh conception going around right like always like you see it on social media you see it on goals you see it in conversation and the feminist circles which is like if he can't handle me at my worst mm-hmm. can handle, he doesn't deserve me at my best or if he can't you know take this and, and there is a lot of this then this thing like this person's supposed to have emotional availability and I understand emotional availability but I I understand where you're coming from when it comes to like it's so easy to blame it on the other person and we also kind of like we somehow live in this idea that all women are emotional and all men are not all emotional we really live with this and we we have very generalized it and we kind of like swear by it that oh they are men they don't get it mm-hmm. poor me you know it's like I, it, there's a lot of like victimization I feel like being a woman uh and when it comes to emotions specifically ah oh, how interesting <laughs> yeah well and um you were alluding to the mutation so like mutations a a jargon from human design that is basically saying that there's a a shit like a change so there's a big change happening on the planet um in related to gate 55 which is um in the gene keys the shadow side of it is victimization and it's my conscious son (laughs) oh interesting yeah yeah that's my design earth so yeah so that and the, the high frequency of it is freedom. So this is a global shift that everybody is going through is a shift from um, being in the victim position to freeing ourselves and knowing ourselves as, as free and powerful creators. Um, so I, I have really felt my own experience of being feeling like a victim in my relationships, um, feeling like a victim and disempowered in my life and, and then eventually coming out into empowerment and, and freedom. But like, that's, that's the shift. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you correlated with with what we were talking about Uh, because yes, it is what it it is. I think maybe that's the reason why these conversations are so much in the energetic field right now and maybe as a generator it's in my prominently in my energetic field um yes um what is like this shift really about what is it really about where are we going from here and how does it look or feel actually how does it feel like (laughs) well (laughs) when I heard about human design and I heard about this prophecy that there was like a shift coming in 2027 that was where my belief stopped I was like I feel the information is true and valid from my own experience and my own felt experience in my body but I'm not willing to mentally believe that something's going to happen in however many years, that's just too far for my mind to go. Um, so I didn't really give it much validity. And I, I've never really been that interested in predictions or that kind of thing. However, um, I did channel a book, Alchemy of Consciousness, um, in 2019. And in that, while I was channeling this book, there's a chapter in here called the Grand Reorganization. Mm. And I was basically shown um, images of huge global changes that would sweep through and change every aspect of our daily lived experience. Um, The crumbling of 
of all of the institutions that our whole world is built upon um, education, healthcare, transportation, food delivery systems, um, and that we would start to move more towards um, a, like a more simple way of living um, in communities based on the land. Um, so who knows whether that's true, um, but it definitely like impacted me to receive that vision and that message directly. Um, and what I am personally doing about it is I am uh, aligning with my truth. I'm following my guidance and I am looking for land to buy uh, and grow food. Mm. So um, I, the changes that are coming in essence are a shift from the cross of planning um, to the cross of the sleeping Phoenix, which is my incarnation cross. And um, <laughs> so is mine. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yes. Right angle cross of the sleeping Phoenix. <laughs> so, really, yeah, so really the, feeling it right now, honestly. <laughs> so, if anyone doesn't know what that means, the sleeping Phoenix um, is basically four different themes um, empowerment, like being in your power. Um, in the now, being in the present moment, um, the gate 55, which is about abundance of spirit. So being connected with, with spirit within um, and to feel abundant because you are connected with spirit. Um, and then 59, which is about intimacy. Um, so, so I think the shift is really about yeah, being empowered and being connected with spirit. Mm. So in, in the present moment, because that's where and where you can respond in life is from being actually here. Yeah. And so much of our mind-based authority is all about past, future, past, future. Uh, and we can, and as an open head, as an open entrepreneur, I can just feel myself kind of like it's 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 a very very difficult process I think to unplug from here and come here like uh as you mentioned like definitely somatics is something which is like deeply valuable to come back into my body and to tune into the feelings rather than the stories rather than the narratives about this is what happened and this is what's going to happen and it's so difficult to be here in the now, but of course that explains why your incarnation cross is your life theme, sort of. <laughs> uh, so yes, makes one hundred percent perfect sense. Um, wow, this feels like really nice to kind of like have this conversation around uh, what I think a lot of us are experiencing, but can't quite put a finger on it. Uh, because I do see a lot of more enhanced sensitivity, a lot more enhanced need and desire for an emotional uh, presence, availability, connection, intimacy. Uh, and again, as I said, maybe we are not able to quite put a finger on it. What is it exactly? How does it feel like? And I think we are, of course, experiencing a lot in our relationships, maybe because we have the 59 there, right? um so um yeah uh how uh, before we kind of like how do you think we can support ourselves through this shift as defined or as an undefined like uh if you could also talk a little bit about the different kind of waves and how can we support ourselves when we are in that wave oh um i I think, hmm, how can we support ourselves through this shift? I really feel like the best thing that anyone can do is to come into their alignment with their own truth. 
but the way that that looks for every single person is so different. And so there's no one thing I could say that would be the way for every person. Um, and that's the message, you know, of this, this book, um, this book is, you know, it says awaken to your true role in the grand reorganization. Um, that's the purpose of my discover your genius process. Um, basically my clear channel program, I teach people how to channel, like everything I'm doing is really all about connecting people back with their own truth and aligning them with who they are. And I absolutely know my truth. I know I'm aligned with myself, with my role. I know I'm in the right place. I know I'm doing the right things with my time and energy. Um, there's nothing anyone could say that would convince me otherwise because it's a knowing. So if you don't have that knowing, if you don't feel clear about who you are, what you're here for, what your next steps are, that would be the thing to get clear about, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to become more costly to not know that yeah. over time as the world becomes more and more unstable and things start to get chaotic that's where we have to we have to go inward we have to like feel what's true inside to to know how to navigate ourselves and my dear friend um who is really into human design um she's um ukrainian and she has been, you know, supporting so many of her loved ones through the chaotic time of the war, because in that unfolding of chaos, that's where they, like her friends needed to know how to listen to their truth. Should they stay? Should they go? Should they um, pack up and drive to the border or um, you know, like these decisions, should they stay hiding in their bathroom, in their bathtub? Should they go out and try to get food? These are the kinds of decisions they were all of a sudden faced with, which is survival, which is a theme of the, the cross of the Phoenix. So um, being able to access your own truth in, inside is, I think, what's really important. So yeah, yeah thanks for sharing that I think uh, because I think uh, sometimes we don't recognize that this is not just a leisure piece of information uh, this is something which is a very uh, it is connected to a survival to where we are going and um as you said, that it's going to just get more costly. And I feel like costly, not just in terms of like costly in all ways. Like I think one recognition, realization that I'm having of late so much is like the cost of hiding, the cost of not being authentic, the cost of not like so much is at stake, honestly. Like, so for me, like I'm going to turn 30 in like the next two months and currently wrapping up my Saturn return. And it just feels like now that I look back the entire decade, my entire 20s, sometimes even my entire life, it feels like, oh my God, the cost has been so high. Like so much is at stake. It feels like sometime uh, if I want to like, like there's no time to hide around. There's no time anymore to lie, to pretend, to try to fit in, to please, to hold a facade. Like, to fight for fights which are not even mine. <laughs> uh, and it's it's kind of like becoming more and more evident. Just let's just cut the crap. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's the other part of the, the beauty of this cross of the sleeping phoenix, which we saw, at least my friend, my Ukrainian friend was seeing, is like the spirit that came out in people um was so strong and is so strong still like they don't care if they die 
they want their freedom and this their spirit is what's rising up so strong in the in those conditions so i i i think it really is the sleeping phoenix in action yeah yeah it is indeed uh, and i think with the rebirth and the death cycles that have become more and more i think prominent of late <laughs> energetically uh i think we all experiencing it in our own very different unique ways maybe for me it's just more evident because i have come to this awareness in the recent times and i'm experiencing my whole saturn return and it's been just like the past few years have been just such like i think it's happened all my life but now i'm just so much aware about it so more like oh, okay here we go another rebirth here we go another rebirth <laughs> and now it feels like okay it's a part of life <laughs> not freaking out about it <laughs> exactly yes it just seems to keep going and going <laughs> yeah yeah like with like i think with every moon cycle it's like here we go again <laughs> and initially i was so distorted cuz i was like oh my god i'm going crazy what's happening like what's happening and now it's like okay this is how every moon cycle or every like i think for all of us it may look different but for me it's like every lunar cycle i can see the shift i can feel the shift i can see the peeling off i can see the unlayering and it's just become so much more conscious and into my awareness uh whereas i'm sure it would have happened even earlier but probably i was not very conscious about it uh or in a tune with the awareness of what's happening so i believe like i am also noticing with people around me uh people who've not been into all any of it like i just had a woman reach out to me yesterday and she was in my school and i just happened to see her instagram the other day and i was like oh, okay like very very into the matrix life and she reached out to me yesterday and she was like i'm going through a spiritual awakening i'm going through these experiences and i'm can you suggest me some resources some blogs i don't know what's happening it's also new for me and that was like wow even when you feel like oh everybody's living their you know life so much is happening internally and everybody has started to can can feel it can sense that shift in them um absolutely yeah um thank you so much kiran for just sharing such beautiful insights with us um um do I have, is there something else that you would want to add to the conversation or leave us with I think what you shared is so beautiful that this woman reached out to you and and I think that's um something that inspires me to hear you because that really is the idea here of if you are aligning with your role and mm. your truth you become a beacon beacon of light yeah even when other people like you might not even be aware that other people see you that way um and i i notice that myself like um as i navigate the world you know people people find me and um and sometimes it's helpful to remind myself oh yeah they're finding me because because i've done so much work <laughs> and i've been here for a while <laughs> yes and so because like, i think sometimes we can forget right yes like, we can get so much in the in 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 because we're into it and we can't see ourselves from the outside and we can just totally forget <laughs> that okay i've been been here for a while because she was like oh and i felt like who better to ask than you and i'm like oh me yeah yeah it's very true so i think that's beautiful and and anyone listening to this i'm sure is also far along in their own evolution so don't forget that you're a light for others and to yes. to be in that role yeah 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 absolutely i love the example you gave of your ukrainian friend because uh 
I think uh, it's only, I think probably in the time of crisis that we recognize, oh my God, I've done the work and I have the keys and I have the resources and I have so much to offer. Otherwise, sometimes we can just kind of like get in the, get in the, what do I say, drudgery or like the routine sometimes we get it, fall into the illusions. And I was just before this conversation while making dinner with my sister, I was just telling her like, you know, we have to own our truths at this point. We cannot pretend that, oh, I mean, we can't be in that dilly-dally space. We're like, oh, I have put in the work. I have done it, but I don't know what's happening. I don't know. What... Like, you have to own it because uh, if, if, if we can't trust it, who I, like, we've been kind of like in the knowing, doing it for the past few years, seven years now, honestly, then we cannot provide that stability or that safety or that pathway for someone else who might be like, oh, should I you know, uh, like, is this okay to enter? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that's why right now I'm kind of on a bit of a, a rant and a tirade around helping light leaders to really effectively portray their work with great offerings, um, great marketing and branding and, and pricing and presentation, because it just makes it it gives validity to what we know, like what the quality of awareness that we have is then presented in a way that's showing what it is. So it makes people feel like, oh, wow. You know, I ran into a woman last night uh, out dancing and she started telling me all about um, her life and her problems and how she doesn't know what her purpose is. And um, and part of me just wants to walk home alone, like have a nice moment by the ocean, um, <laughs> not be bothered by this woman. But the other part of me realizes I'm here to be of service. And, you know, I send her my website. And you're never and- off duty, even if you're in a dance dress. <laughs> <in a dance-tress. laughs> and, and, you know, like, I know I have a, a process that will for sure help her know what her purpose is like if you if you don't know what your purpose is and you come into my sphere and you want to know what your purpose is like I have the things Mm. I know how to reveal that for you and so um and I know how to present that in a way that shows the quality of what I do and so do you have an undefined g center uh I have an undefined g yeah of course (laughs) Oh, no, sorry. No, not G. Yeah. No, no, no. I have a defined G. I thought okay, I was okay. thinking of the um, the ego. Okay, okay. No, okay. I have a defined G. Okay. Yeah, so I've always had a sense of clarity about about who I am. Self, yes, but who you are, yes. yes. I have an undefined G. Uh, but for all I know that uh, I can hand out a blueprint to anybody but to myself. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, but yes, like, uh, I think that that's really, I think the message here to kind of like own our power, own our inner authority in human design, as we say, and here we're talking about the emotional authority, which is probably not very clear at the first sight, <laughs> but eventually we, we, we get to it. And, and I think I love that thing that once you have that clarity, it's unshakable it's so clear because you're like I've been through it over and over and over and over again and I come back to this all the time (laughs) yes exactly oh this is so beautiful uh which is why I love these conversations because you just don't know what you end up talking about it doesn't matter what you plan what questions you have what topic you have there's always so much more I feel which gets revealed in this fluid conversation so thank you so much for all the lovely stories I think we shared a bunch of stories with the fourth line we had a lot of stories to <laughs> uh, share our wisdom through so uh thank you um do you want to like uh, let people know where can they find you how can they work with you and anything else that you would want them to know about you yeah well I have an extensive YouTube channel which is where you found me um so that's just uh, my name Karen McMullen 
on YouTube. So I have um, lots of human design videos there and um, channeled messages. And um, I also host a, a free Facebook community. I don't know if our, are you in there? The Grid Network for no, Light Leaders? No, I'm not. No. I'm oh, it would be so nice not. if you're, if you want to come. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I would love I to. I do Facebook lives on there. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of go more like it's my intimate space where I share more intimately with um, the people who are interested in my work. So that's a nice way to connect as well. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kaden, for sharing this and sharing all the wisdom and having the space and the time uh, to go create this conversation, I think, because I feel like uh, when, I think the reason why I do these podcasts is because and I have solely dedicated it to, to be a conversation space instead of being a solo cast. Uh, it's only going to be like interviews and podcasts uh, because I feel like when when we kind of like connect again, maybe just tapping into my floor, there is so much of wisdom, which kind of like just I feel like this very thought energy, which kind of like just comes out, which you sometimes cannot so many times play uh, put things together just by yourself. So exactly. I love how we co created a lot of wisdom today. <laughs> Thank you for being yes. here. And I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was so fun.